Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, bringing you some really eerie stories this evening. Welcome, welcome back, and good evening. I want to start out, as usual, as I do in every episode, by inviting you to myhaunteddolls.com. Please be sure to visit the website and check out the shop. I have all of my books out there in the shop and a few uh, souvenirs, I guess you could call them. Coffee mugs, hats, car tags, bumper stickers. But all of my books I've published are out there, and you can order your autographed copy today, personalized to you, including Dark Awakening and Other Tales for a Midnight Hour. That's a book of my original short, scary, haunting stories. I'm not going to share those here. You have to buy the book, so be sure to check that out. These books are also available on ebook and Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, and other online stores. There's also a few books on Audible, so you can listen to some of those books out there. Particularly my book of ghostly tales from the neighborhood I grew up in, Allegedly True Stories. It's called Legends of Indian Narrows, Ghostly Childhood Memoirs. And it is narrated by me, performed by me, so you can hear me tell those stories on Audible. Also, be sure to follow the link on the link page, or just search on YouTube, to my YouTube channel, My Haunted Dolls, where you can find videos of the haunted items I've collected, and the investigations I've done with them, and other investigations as well. Last weekend, we investigated two nights in a row, in a local haunted library, the Homewood Public Library. We had some very ghostly shenanigans there, so be sure to check out that video. And now let's get on to some pretty scary stories I have collected for you tonight. There's three of them. So let's get started with those. The first one I have here for you is a creepy bedtime story about a man who likes to play pranks on other people. And it's called The Mannequin. There was a man who loved practical jokes. Whenever he played a prank on someone, he would get a great sense of satisfaction from seeing the shocked look on their face. He enjoyed making people scream with fright and almost jump out of their skin in surprise. The man's wife constantly told him off. She was tired of his childish pranks and felt he should grow up and behave more responsibly. Nothing she said ever seemed to make the slightest bit of difference, and she generally wound up as the butt of his jokes. As time went by, 
the man grew bored with the same old practical jokes. His pranks grew more elaborate and daring. He was always looking for ideas for more tricks to play on others. One day, as he was driving to work, he passed by an alleyway beside a large department store. Something caught his eye, and he brought the car to a screeching halt. There, lying in a dumpster, was a female mannequin. It was not assembled, and the arms and legs were sticking out at odd angles. The man suddenly had a great idea for a prank. He got out of his car and went over to the dumpster. He reached in and pulled the mannequin's head out of the trash. It was in good shape, apart from a scratch on the nose and a few other dents, but the mannequin looked almost lifelike. Working quickly before anyone spotted him, he gathered the arms and legs and torso and loaded them into the boot of his car. He spent the day in his office plotting his next great prank. He was so excited he could not wait to pull it off. That evening, he drove home, ate dinner with his wife and son, and then excused himself and went to bed early. The next morning at 6 o'clock a.m., his alarm went off. He shut it off quickly so as not to wake his wife and son. The house was completely silent as he quietly crept downstairs and let himself into the garage. Opening the boot of his car, he unloaded the pieces of the mannequin and propped them against the wall. Then he searched through some old boxes and pulled out a dark, hooded robe and a demonic face mask he'd been keeping for such an occasion. He lay the limbs of the dummy out on the floor and assembled it carefully, screwing the arms and legs into the torso. Finally, he screwed the head on tightly and dressed the mannequin in the dark robe and mask. He proceeded to pick it up and carry it into the house, made his way upstairs, careful not to make any noise, and opened his son's bedroom door. In the dim light, he could see his son lying in bed fast asleep. The man cautiously placed the mannequin beside his son's bed. He took a few steps back to marvel at his mischievous creation. He was pleased. But the mannequin seemed to be lacking something. It wasn't quite as scary as he had imagined. Just then, it came to him. He crept downstairs to the kitchen and grabbed a large steak knife from the drawer. 
Going back upstairs, he placed the sharp knife in the mannequin's hand and posed its arm as if it were bringing the knife down in a stabbing motion. He once again eyed his creation and had to put his hand over his mouth to stop the laughter from coming out. He could just imagine his son's reaction when he woke up and saw the frightening mannequin standing over him, poised to strike. It would be his greatest prank yet. Brimming with anticipation, he tiptoed downstairs and made himself a cup of coffee. Later that morning, the man was sitting at the kitchen table eating breakfast when his wife came in and said good morning. She made herself a cup of coffee and sat down at the table beside him. He had a smug look on his face. His son would be waking up any minute now, and he could hardly wait. Suddenly, a blood-curdling scream broke the silence, and his wife dropped her coffee cup. She was about to run up the stairs when she was stopped by her husband's laughter. What's so funny? she asked rather angrily. It looks like our son has fallen victim to my latest prank, the man chuckled contentedly. His wife rolled her eyes and returned to her chair. They sat in the kitchen waiting for their son to come downstairs. But after five minutes of silence, they grew impatient. Would you please go and check on him? asked his wife. He'll be late for school. The man smiled and walked upstairs. He opened his son's door and looked inside. Suddenly, he froze, and all the color drained from his face. His son lay on his bed. Blood pooled around his shoulders. His throat had been slit from ear to ear. The window was wide open. The curtains fluttered in the breeze. And the robe and the mask lay on the floor. The mannequin was nowhere to be seen. What a way to start out the episode, huh? That first story was quite bloody indeed. Who knows, but maybe that mannequin is still out there. So if you're ever driving by a store and you happen to look down a darkened alley and see 
pieces of a mannequin sticking out of a dumpster, don't bother to stop and check it out. Keep driving. Also, don't go digging through other people's garbage. You never know what you might find. (laughs) All right, let's get on to the next story. This one's... These last two stories are kind of short, but very sweet and scary. This next one is a story about a woman and her daughter who sees something creepy on TV one night. It's a story called... Read the sign. One night, an eight-year-old girl was sitting at home watching television with her mother. Suddenly, the screen began flickering and the image of a ghostly woman in red inexplicably appeared on the TV. She was holding a small sign that was covered with words scrawled in red ink. The sign read, This is a special announcement. Parents, please send your children to bed immediately. Well, the mother was worried and told her daughter to go to bed. The young girl protested, as most kids do, about bedtime, but the mother remained firm. She did not like what she was seeing in this sign and wanted to make sure to protect her little girl. She grabbed her daughter by the arm and led her into the hallway. Finally, after her protestations fell on deaf ears, the girl meekly walked up the stairs to her bedroom, and the mother returned to the living room. When she looked at the TV again, the woman, the woman in red, on the screen, was holding a new sign, a new message. And this message read, Please wait. The mother sat patiently on the sofa, waiting for the special announcement to come up. After five minutes passed and nothing happened, she began to get bored. Just then, the woman on the screen displayed a new message. The writing was tiny and very difficult to read. The mother inched closer to the TV, trying to make out the words. This time, the sign read, Thank you. Your children are now dead. Oh, the mother was horrified. She ran upstairs and burst into her daughter's bedroom. She found the young girl lying in bed with the covers pulled up to her neck and breathed a sigh of relief. As she watched her daughter sleeping, 
the mother noticed that something was wrong. The blankets on the bed were not moving. Her daughter was not breathing. Slowly, she walked over to the girl's bedside and pulled down the covers. And then she recoiled in horror and began to scream into the night. On the pillow lay her daughter's severed head. Her body was nowhere to be found. More than 500 children died that night. The police couldn't find any trace of the strange television broadcast or where it came from, who was behind it. And the woman holding the signs was never identified. So if you're watching TV, especially with your children, and the woman in red interrupts your broadcast, take your children, turn off that TV, yank out that plug, and run. You know, I can't help but notice, much like you probably have, that these stories suddenly have a theme with children in peril, and I do apologize for that. But hey, it is a creepy story, and it does remind us how we should always protect our children and watch over them. And now we're going to get to our final story, another one about a... Another child in peril, but this one I don't think you'll have to worry as much about. However, it might make you creeped out the next time you look out a window during the night. It's about a young boy who sees something terrifying in his garden one night. And we'll find out soon what that was in the story called The Backyard. His parents had just moved to a new house in the suburbs. Billy was eager to move in and get his own room finally. He picked the bedroom with the big window that looked out onto the backyard. The family quickly got their stuff moved in and then went to bed. The first night that Billy slept in his room something very strange happened. In the middle of the night, Billy was awoken by strange moans and screams. They seemed to be coming from outside. Billy shouted for his parents, and a few seconds later, they burst into his room. "'What's wrong? What?' asked his father anxiously. There's something in the backyard, Billy exclaimed. His parents checked and found nothing. They reassured Billy that there was nothing there and sent him back to bed. 
The next night, Billy heard the strange noises again. But this time, they were louder. Billy got the courage to look outside the window. As he peeked through the curtains, he saw three shadowy figures standing in the backyard. They were glaring back at him with glowing red eyes. The figures seemed to point at him as they moved closer to his window. Billy rushed into his parents' room and woke them up. He told them about the figures outside, but when they got up to look, the figures were nowhere to be seen. His parents told him that he must have been dreaming, so he reluctantly went back to bed. The next night, he heard the noises outside his window again. When he turned over in bed, he was horrified to see a bony, skeletal face staring in at him through the window. In one hand, it held a long, sharp knife. With its other hand, it was scratching, slowly scratching at the window. Trembling with fear, Billy quickly put his head under the covers. When the scratching finally stopped and all was quiet, Billy jumped out of bed and cautiously peeked out through the curtains. The three figures had disappeared. Instead, there appeared to be three freshly dug holes in the backyard. The next morning, Billy's parents decided to call the police to try to make sense of what had happened the night before. The police informed them that, years before, three psychopaths had escaped from the local insane asylum. They had gone on a rampage, killing anyone they came across and terrorizing the whole town. The previous owner of this house had caught the crazed psychopaths trying to break into his house through the bedroom window, Billy's room. But the previous owner killed the psychopaths and buried their bodies in the backyard. The police informed them that the three bodies were still buried there.
don't know about you, but I would have those policemen digging those bodies up <laughs> and taking them somewhere else. Why on earth would they just leave them there? That, I guess we'll never know. But what an amazingly horrifying story it made. Well, that's our episode tonight, and I hope you enjoyed it. So be sure to look after your children and make sure they're all nice and safe and comfy. And make sure that you yourself are nice and safe and comfy as well. Don't go prowling into any dumpsters in the alleyways. And uh, try not to look out the window every time you hear a, a strange noise outside. And again, beware of that strange red woman appearing on your TV with the signs. I'd unplug it if I were you. (laughs) But by all means, have a happy haunting until next time. Good night.